Sometimes you can be blessed and be unhappy because even though things are going right, they're not going according to what you had believed and expected and you know that something is missing out of your life. What do you do when something is missing out of your life and the things that replaced it do not compensate for what you lost? If you don't know exactly what you want or you let yourself get beyond that into something general, you're not going to achieve it. Clarity is power. You've got to know the specific result you're after. What do you want? Why you're doing it? Because you know what? You may get a big goal. Sometimes I want to make a billion dollars. I want to bring peace to the earth. Why? Because as soon as you come up with a goal, all the obstacles show up. There are moments in our lives that we feel completely alone. We feel as though no one knows what we're going through. It is because of the uniqueness of the challenges that confront you are so unique to you that you feel like I'm up against it all by myself. So you got to get yourself past that. The way to get past that is have enough reasons. Reasons come first, answers come second. To ask intelligence, you got to know why you want it, have enough drive to make it happen, enough juice to make it happen. If you don't have enough reasons, you will not make it happen. What is going to get you to actually fall through? Because the first plan's not going to work and the second plan's going to work, so you better have enough plans. If the first two don't work, you still got something else. Otherwise, you're going to be having excuses why it didn't work. In what you've done with your life thus far, is it giving you what you want? Is it giving you what you want? When you look toward the future, when you look at all that's going on out here, is there some place within yourself you say, hey, I know I need to be out there in that arena. I know I can do more than what I've been doing. Is that something that you begin to look at within yourself? See, I say if you look at your life, and if you're not getting what you want, you owe it to yourself to do something differently. If you own a job, 85% of Americans go to jobs that they're unhappy. If you're doing something eight hours a day that you don't like, it's not giving you what you want, it's not giving you a strong feeling of satisfaction and fulfillment, if that's what it is, you owe it to yourself to start strategically working to change directions. And generally, that type of circumstance is born because it's not because you don't have anybody to talk to, but can you trust them? Eventually, even the most disciplined amongst us, the corners of your mouth will droop down. Your smile will turn into a frown. Eventually, even if you have to wait till everybody's gone to sleep, a tear will run across the bridge of your nose because you're dealing with stuff that is so deep and so complicated that you feel like you're in it by yourself. You are not alone in the battle. You're not alone in the struggle that God has a strategy. And when it's all over, you're going to see that even though you couldn't see him, he was there all the time. Most people will resist change. Most people will fight change as if change would be worse than what they're experiencing. Most people will not challenge the unknown. They won't just step out there. See, there are certain things that's got to be in place. They've got to see it all together. And life isn't like that. That's not how you grow. As you begin to look toward the future, begin to know that whatever it takes for you to create that, you got that. You've got genius in you, you've got goodness in you. If you decide to take the initiative to change the current quality of your life, I say to you that you will find that the universe is on your side. I've always been told how average 
I can be. Always been criticized about being average. But I want to tell you something. I stand here before you, not listening to those words, but telling myself every single day to shoot for the stars, to be the best that I can be. Good enough isn't good enough if it can be better. And better isn't good enough if it can be best. Turn your wounds into wisdom. You will be wounded many times in your life. You'll make mistakes. Some people will call them failures. But I have learned that failure is really God's way of saying, excuse me, you're moving in the wrong direction. Other than death, all failure is psychological. Other than death, all failure is psychological. Think about that. If you aren't dead, then it's just psychological. Does not mean that you won't lose some battles because you will, we all will. But it does mean that as long as you don't surrender, as long as you don't give up, as long as you don't quit, then you haven't failed. It just means you've made a temporary tactical retreat, a brief withdrawal so that you can regroup and reattack. If you get beat, unless you're dead, you are not defeated. And you have not failed. What you've done is you've learned. You've gained experience. And you're still alive. So get up and go get after it. We all live in this bubble. What you got to do to get the life that God wants you to have, you got to put more air in your bubble. You got to blow your bubble up. Expand yourself. Take yourself out your comfort zone. Put some more air in your bubble. If you stay in your comfort zone, that's where you will fail. You will fail in your comfort zone. Success is not a comfortable procedure. It is a very uncomfortable thing to attempt. So you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you ever want to be successful. People say you have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing and it's totally true and the reason is because it's so hard that if you don't any rational person would give up it's really hard and you have to do it over a sustained period of time so if you don't love it if you're not having fun doing it you don't really love it you're gonna give up and that's what happens to most people actually if you really look at, at the ones that ended up you know being successful unquote in the eyes of society and the ones that didn't oftentimes it's the ones that are successful loved what they did so they could persevere you know when it got really tough and the ones that didn't love it quit. So it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of worrying constantly. If you don't love it, you're gonna fail. So you gotta love it, you gotta have passion. If you think ordinary's cool, ain't no problem. It's some really wonderful ordinary people. But if you are sitting in this room and you have extraordinary aspirations, then you're gonna have to do extra. You put extra on top of ordinary and you come up with extraordinary. It's no other way. But here's the fact. All of you have extraordinary capabilities. All of you. You have to decide if you are willing to do the things to put you in that category. Rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. That's a third of your life. He who loves to sleep and the folding of hands, poverty will set upon you like a thief in the night. 
You don't have to live worried, focused on the problems, wondering why it happened. You know a secret, you have favor in the storm. You know what was meant for harm, he's turning to your advantage. Here's the key. The enemy wouldn't be fighting you if you weren't a threat. Oh, get ready. Favor is about to turn things around. Favor is about to catapult you to a new level. Favor is not going to keep you from the storm, but favor will bring you out of the storm. We don't understand everything that happens. Sometimes life is not fair, but you have to trust that God knows what he's doing. This thing called life. You just don't know what the next moment will bring. But here's what I do know, and I want you to know, you have comeback power. When something happens to you, don't buy into what has happened to you. Buy into, I'm getting up out of here. I'm going to change this situation. This does not work for me. And I don't have the luxury of being depressed and angry. I need to clear my head. This is no time to do something stupid like hurt yourself. No, 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 no. So get serious about your goals, business goals, financial goals, financial independence goals, family goals. I mean, there's so many things to work on on this. But if you don't get busy and work on it, sure enough, the time will pass. And sure enough, five years from now, you'll wind up where you don't want to be, wearing what you don't want to wear, driving what you don't want to drive, being what you don't want to be. Now's the time to fix it. Your goals are affecting you, whatever they are. Your goals affect your attitude, personality. All day long, we're being affected by our goals. You got to clear your head so that the decision that you make represents the best in you. People who don't stop to clear their heads, they react. They don't respond. Be still and know that you're going to get through this. You're going to get through this. And you don't want to be radical. You don't want to be erratic. Just be still. And no, I'm going to get through this. you got to assure yourself. You have to encourage yourself. You have to clear your mind. Your better future is a dream. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What do you want to be? What do you want to see? You've got to dream dreams. Without dreams and visions, people perish. You've got to have something to go for. Take the crumbs from starving soldiers, they won't die. Take the bread from hungry children, they won't cry. But without dreams, we all will die. You've got to dream. Don't lose your dreams. Becoming something unique on your journey here, don't lose your dream. That's long-range goals. You've got to have those. Because if you set up something short range, go for it, get it, latch, latch onto it, work hard, accomplish it. That starts building your strong feelings to go for your dreams. Economics plays a major role in everybody's life, which means it ought to be meticulously well planned for tomorrow. The area of life that matters clearly to all of us is time. And most people have very little mastery of this. I don't mean checking things off your list. I'm meaning squeezing out of your life what matters to you most. Your career, where is it now? 
you know, where are you financially compared to where you want to be? And especially with some of the changes that have happened in the economies around the world. And then finally, where are you in your level of sense of meaning, of contribution, and your sense of celebration in life? These are the areas that really matter most. Sit down and define what this looks like for you today. And invariably, what we find out is almost everybody has some gaps, gaps between where you are and where you want to be. And even if you've done incredibly well, I mean, I deal with some of the most successful people in the world, they're usually still happy in their life because they're hungry. They haven't lost that drive that says, look, what makes me feel alive is to know I'm growing. You know, if my life's going to get better, I got to get better. I can't just hope it. And if my life is going to be rich emotionally, it's got to be expanding. And they know that. If you work your tail off at work to take care of your family and be the best at what you can do, your career's going really well. Isn't that the nature of human beings? To me, successful is getting to the point where you are absolutely comfortable with yourself. It does not matter how many things you have acquired. Uh, the ability to learn to say no and not to feel guilty about it, to me, is about the greatest success I have achieved. Uh, the fact that I have, you know, in the public side, done whatever, it's all a part of a process for growing for me. But to me, to have the, in, the kind of internal strength and internal courage it takes to say, no, I will not let you treat me this way, is what success is all about. I will not be treated this way. I demand only the best for myself. We tend to focus on things we feel confident in, we know what to do in, and the other stuff we kind of hope it all comes together and try not to think about it too much, but it all affects us. You gotta start with what it is you really, truly want now. You gotta start with that end in mind. And then once you understand there is a gap between where you are and where you wanna be, here's all we do. We believe that the most powerful way to change anything is total immersion. No matter what happens to you, it ain't over. As long as God wakes you up, that means he ain't through with you yet. And if he wakes you up, you got a shot to correct it and get it right. And he kept waking me up. So I figured, okay, God wakes you up. That also means that he has something for you that you've yet to receive. You can take my car, I can get another one. You can take my house, I can get another house. But when you take my time, you have taken something from me that is totally even if you're 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 doesn't matter you're in the game now and that's what counts and all those quote unquote wasted years they they weren't wasted because you learned learn about what it's like to be weak and the knowledge that you learned about those things is fuel to make sure that it never happens again because you know you know what is out there and you know how bad it can get i say you embrace what you learned from the weekdays let them make you even stronger and you use your own personal transformation that you've made in life use that to help other people transform and get on the path as well know what it is to have the kind of pain that feels as if you cannot be confident. If you know what it is to be at the end of your rope and feel like your life is over and you've got questions that cannot be answered and you're confused and you're uncertain, you need to learn this verse, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. I will never 
uh, forget there's been many opportunities in my life that I have grappled with grief and pain is so unbearable and so overwhelming that I thought that I would never smile again. I've seen days that were so dark for me that I thought there could not possibly be a silver lining in the clouds that hung over my head. I've seen days and weeks and months that drug me so low that I gave up all hope of getting up again. But in the midst of all of that despair and that trouble and that trauma and that pain, there was in the basement of my soul this one word, win. When should you start the day? As soon as you have it finished. Plan the day the best you can, leaving plenty of room for improvising and surprises and all the stuff that happens during the course of the day. But if you've planned a good, productive day, now you start that day, you can't believe how much more valuable your time will be. Next, don't start the month until you have it finished. The places to go and the people to see and the productivity and the sales and the customers and the development and all the rest of what This is really challenging. Don't start the year until you have To the best of your ability. It can't be finished like minute by minute. But in terms of the sweep of what you want to accomplish, make sure that that's set and ready to go. And it might get all upset. It might get torn up and you do a new one. You make so much progress the first 90 days that now you've got, you've multiplied it all by two, by three. Because that happened to me. I thought, wow, here's how, this is going to be a great year. By the time I'd finished the third month, I'm rolling. So many things are happening. I revised my whole year's plan. Don't let anything overly bug you. Because remember now, you don't have to do anything. Someone says, well, i got to get a handle on my time. The answer is, no, you don't. If you want to let it all go, you can let it all go. Somebody says, you ought, you ought, you ought. Jot this down. Ignore all the you oughts or you should. Take charge of your life. 
Take charge of your time. Take charge of your resources, which we're going to talk about next. Take charge of your health. You're the one that's responsible for it. It's not a requirement of society that you not have a heart attack and take care of your family, but you must make it a requirement of yourself. You will be okay. There's nothing has been wasted. Like I say, successful people don't make the right decisions, they make their decisions right. And you have an opportunity right now to make things right inside and out. When you say you're depressed, you've got to understand that depression is the opposite of expression. So what you're literally doing is stuffing down and depressing something that wants to come up and rise up. I wouldn't be surprised if you had like jaw, ear, or neck pain having to do with expressing yourself, speaking your truth. So, yeah, you're depressing yourself. Stop it. Speak up. Speak your truth. Now, right, once you get that off your chest, now it's time to turn the flashlight in and discover what your truth is. We are living in a generation of the dumbing down of ideas because we have traded effectiveness for busyness. We are so busy, and we think because we're busy, we're effective. But I want you to challenge your schedule for a minute and ask yourself, are you really being effective? Or is your life cluttered with all kinds of stuff that demands you and drains you and stops you from being your highest and best self? And are you substituting busyness and all the chaos that goes along with busyness from being effective? It's easy to get faked out by being busy. Guy comes home at night all exhausted, falls in the chair and says, oh, I've been going, going, going. Here's the big question. Doing what? It's not the going, going, going. Some people are going, 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 and they're doing figure eights. So don't mistake movement for achievement. There's a lot of things you could take from me, and I could make it. You could take my suit, I got another one. You could take my car, I could get another one. You could take my house, I could get another house. But when you take my time, you have taken something from me that is totally irreplaceable. We do everything except the most important thing is to value our time. It takes time to be creative. You were meant to be creative. You have creativity. If you had time, you would be creative. Better have a valued goal, because otherwise you can't get any positive motivation working out. And so the more valuable the goal, in principle, the more the microprocesses associated with that goal start to take on a positive charge. Well, you get up in the morning and you're excited about the day, you're ready to go. What you do is you specify your long-term ideal. You do that in some sense as a unique individual. You want to specify goals that make you say, if that could happen as a consequence of my efforts, it would clearly be worthwhile. The question always is, why do something? Because doing nothing is easy. You just sit there and you don't do anything. That's real easy. And then the next question might be, well, where should you look for worthwhile things? And one would be, well, you could consult your own temperament. So you do a structural analysis of the subcomponents of human existence. And you need a family. You need friends. Like, you don't need to have all these things, but you better have most of them. Family, friends, career, educational goals, attention to your mental and physical health, etc. You know, those are that's what life is about. And if you don't have any of those things well then all you've got left is misery and suffering so that's a bad that's a bad deal for you don't mistake courtesy for
if somebody's pleasant and they nod, you say, oh, they're going to buy. No, they're courteous. You can't mistake courtesy for consent. Now, here's a big one, concentration. I had to learn this. All those years ago, I'm in the shower trying to compose a letter. Found It turns out to be a strange letter. So here's what I learned to do. Save the work till you get to the office. Save the work till you get to the work. Don't try to get to the office on the way to work. On the way to work, enjoy the way. In the shower, enjoy the shower. Then go to work when you get to work. Concentration. Learn to say no. I'm telling you, in such a social society we have now, it's so easy to try to be a nice person saying yes, yes, yes to everything. Find yourself overloaded. Now you got to call and make the, well, gosh, you know, all the time it takes to back out of something that you should, said yes to too quickly. Here's what might be better. I don't think so, but if that changes, I'll call you. Little things you can use not to commit, overcommit yourself. But once you set up that goal structure, let's say, and that's really who it is that you're trying to be, you aim at that. And then you use everything you learn as a means of building that person that you want to be. And, and I really mean want to be. I don't mean should be, even those things, those things are going to overlap. That's fine, except you'll fail all the time then. You just won't know it until you've failed so badly that you're done. And that can easily happen by the time you're 40. I would recommend that you don't let that happen. Okay, so once you get your goal structure set up, you think, okay, if I could have this life, looks like that might be worth living. Anxiety provoking and threatening, and there's gonna be some suffering and loss involved in all of that. The goal is to have a vision for your life such that all things considered, that justifies your effort. Then you turn down to the micro routines. It's like, okay, well, this is what I'm aiming for. How does that instantiate itself day to day, week to week, month to month? And that's where something like a schedule can be unbelievably useful. It's like, make a damn schedule and stick to it. It's not a bloody prison. Set the damn schedule up so that you have the day you want. That's the trick. It's like, okay, I've got tomorrow. If I was gonna set it up so it was the best possible day I could have, what would it look like? 